Hey everyone, today's podcast comes at you from an Instagram live I did with my friend Tanner Cherney out of North Dakota. Tanner owns Peak Productions. He recently took his business full-time out on his own about six months ago. I think you'll enjoy his story. Check him out, his Instagram, his Facebook, Peak Productions. I think you'll really enjoy some of his stuff. He has some fun stuff coming out this fall. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Jordan Miller, and this is the Live Beyond Average Podcast. Waiting for Tanner Turney to jump on here with us. Thanks for jumping on, Michael. All right, can you hear me now, Jordan? Oh my gosh, Tanner, I got audio, my man. It worked. Dude, I just just turned off my phone and turned it back on. I don't know what's going on. It was definitely on my end. Ohio Bowl Hunter, thanks for... Thanks for jumping hey, on. At least it's working now. Oh, I know. I was a little worried there. I was a little worried. We're definitely having some technical difficulties. <laughs> That's okay, though. All right. Let me get set up here. And uh, so, everybody, this is my friend Tanner Cherney, Peak Productions up in North Dakota, around Devil's Lake area. But you're kind of all over the place. But your home, your your office is on Devil's Lake, right? It, well, it's kind of mobile, but I've uh, made the move to Bismarck now in the last few months, so I'm getting a little okay. more located. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. I, dude, we got a good viewership up in Bismarck. It's one of our, like, hit towns for the for our cable viewership. Bismarck has been great for us, so that's awesome. That is awesome. Absolutely. Well, you know my buddy Kelvin, he lives down here, and he's one of your biggest fans, and he uh, has been watching you guys since day one. Kelvin's my guy, man. I, 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 I want to do another duck hunt with you guys this year, so... We did a duck hunt a couple years ago, everybody, with uh, Tanner and Calvin up at Devil's Lake, and uh, it was pretty awesome, except for the fact that I got food poisoning on the second day. That sucked. But, yeah, that was a bummer. <laughs> but, the, but the duck hunting was great, um, and then we fished last summer up in Devil's Lake, and that was phenomenal as well, and Tanner is one of the best fishermen I've ever fished with. Tanner, that's like a lot of pressure on you. I don't know if I'd say best, but hey, you know how outdoor industry goes, whether it's hunting or fishing. Like, you have good days, you have bad days, and uh, some days you just got to make do with what you can. And at the end of the day, I think I'd rather be a lot luckier than have the skill because of the fact that luck seems to follow a lot of these different things we do between hunting and fishing. Right. Dude, I'll tell you what. When did you get started fishing, though? Oh, gosh. I was... uh, I mean, I've been fishing since I could barely hold a pole. That was like my dad and my escape. We always went fishing. The The hunting came later in life, but the fishing was okay. probably since I was five or six years old. Okay, awesome. So you've been fishing fishing for a long time. I know you put us on a ton of fish and, in the 24 hours we were out. And it was one of those things, too, where you didn't get to just see, like, an absolute amazing day. Like, we had to work for them for a while there. We went out the night before, yeah. and there was probably, what, 20, 25-mile-an-hour winds, and I had a couple spots where I really wanted to take you guys out to, and it just happened to be that the wind was from the wrong way, and we weren't that comfortable getting over there. And right. A, it was a little rough, and B, for camera work and stuff like that, probably wouldn't have been the greatest. So we went to a new spot and plucked away and caught a few fish. And the next morning, we went out and spent, we must have spent, I don't know, eight to ten hours in the water that day. And uh, it was a beautiful August day. I remember how warm it was. Yeah. But we probably went through a half a dozen spots before we kind of put together a pattern and figured out from there, you know, what the fish were liking. And you've got to witness firsthand on how you can have a beautiful bluebird day, calm weather, 
and the bites, you know, okay. And then you get, we had probably about an hour and a half window there where the wind picked up to about 10 miles an hour. We had a ripple come across the water and that was when the fishing just went lights out like that for that hour. Mashed it in that hour. Caught some good fish. It was good. It was good. I still need to get out there for some northerns though. Oh, we, uh, <laughs> maybe this winter we could get you out on the ice a little bit. Out yes, there. dude, I'd love that. I'd love that. I'm hoping we can schedule a duck hunt again or something, some kind of waterfowl play with you guys this year. Thanks for jumping on. Um, so, dude, just to give the viewers, um, you know, a little bit of our fan base, some context, just tell them who you are, where you're from. Let's hear a little bit about your origin story, I guess, and how you, you know, from, from how you kind of got started in the outdoors to all the way to where you are right now, kind of your five-minute rundown. Absolutely. So, of course, my name is Tanner Cherney. Um, currently with Peak Productions. It's a company I started here about oh, six months ago. But uh, so I was born and raised in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, kind of in the heart of the central flyaway. Um, for those of you that love fishing, of course, we have world-class walleye fishing up there and grew up there and uh, worked in the state park for a few years, you know, while I was going to college and high school, um, just trying to stay there as much as I could to enjoy the outdoors. Uh, ended up becoming a fishing guide up there for a summer and kind of got a liking to that and had all intentions, you know, when I got done with college until I found the right job that I really wanted to do, that that was what I was going to do is be a fishing guide and learn and take people out and just create those memories that we're all so keen on creating out there in the outdoors. And uh, lo and behold, the year I, or the month I was graduating from college, there happened to be a job that popped up in Devil's Lake for the local tourism industry there at the, the Convention and Visitors Bureau. And so I applied for the job. And for those that don't know me from previous I used to be a pretty shy guy, and when they uh, interviewed me for the job, they were a little leery on whether they wanted to hire me. They knew I was so quiet, and like, am I going to be a great spokesperson for that kind of stuff? So long story short, I uh, started up there back in 2014 and worked there for five years, um, and that's how I kind of got connected with Jordan. There was yeah. actually it was kind of on a whim that I found you. We were uh, I've, I've been following Run to Gun for a long time, and we've been Instagram friends for yeah. probably three years. Yep. And it just happened to be that I was going to a sports show down in Omaha and I was overnighting in Sioux Falls and I was just reached out to him like, Hey, I'm coming to your neck of the woods and uh, happened to go out and grab some pizza that night and kind of just hit it off and created a friendship and uh, just a partnership with run to gun and devil's Lake. And right. uh, I worked at devil's Lake for five years and created a lot of um, relationships like that in the outdoor industry. And uh, probably about three years ago, I really got this passion for my camera videography and photography and just uh, really wanted to roll with that and don't get me wrong I love hunting I love fishing but part of my fun too is sitting behind the camera and watching the other people do it and capturing them in the outdoors and so after five years at the tourism office in Devil's Lake this last spring I made the leap to start my own company called Peak Productions and what I am going to be doing that now is focusing in the outdoor industry um, capturing like one of the things I thought about was uh, when I went elk hunting with my dad the last couple of years, and, you know, everyone loves photos at the end of a hunt, but how cool would it be to have someone follow you along with your father, son, father, daughter for those once-in-a-lifetime hunts, and not only just have a, a photo to look at at the end of the trip, but, you know, a 20-minute video of a mock TV show, because everyone's always wanted to be, like, that 15 minutes of fame. And so my idea with the company is, A, to um, work in the different industries and create videos and photos for shows, tourism entities, um, magazines, stuff like that. Yeah. I also provide that one-on-one -on -one for father, sons, um, brothers, whoever is wants a, a camera guy or a videographer to follow them on these trips and capture those moments so they have that to uh, watch for the rest of their life. 
Dude, well, it's like, the, go ahead. As I say, that's kind of the blow-by-blow, blow, quick three-minute rundown on my history <laughs> and how I've kind of come to where I'm at now. Sure. Well, dude, and, and it's, it's awesome because how you got started when you, you went into the tourism industry and you kind of had that as your – I mean, you already got a taste of the outdoors with the state park and the fishing guide, so you are getting into it. But then the tourism industry made you really climb out of your shell – and what, what's cool is that you, like, you kind of had this natural, like, get it, I call it get it when it comes to engaging in social media and, and, you know, digital, whatever it is, was the fact, like, what you were doing for Devil's Lake and growing their following and, and interacting and actually not just, like, posting a photo, but, like, what you did for their digital marketing was, like, that's stuff that everybody else should be doing with their business, no matter how big, no matter how small. If huge companies were doing that, they'd see insane growth. And uh, that's yep. the things you were doing within their within their digital marketing on a daily. Um, and like your fishing reports, all this cool stuff, just the way you did it was nobody else is doing that. Um, and there should have been company, a lot of companies doing it. I think that's why we connected so well on social media because we were doing kind of similar stuff um, with what, how we were promoting our companies. And then, you know, smart, smart for what you did. You built all this, all this uh, quality work, this book of work, all this experience when you were there, and then started your own company. And you can dive right into it. So you know what you're, you know, you essentially know what you're doing. You know, you have a great build, and so now you're, now you're doing it. I love the concept. You know, I just posted a, that flashback Friday last week, and then I dove yep. in. So a photo of a deer I shot back in '09 jumped into my dad's archive of videos and we talked about how like hey you're trying to do whether it's professional videos for a tourism department or a magazine online magazine whatever it is all the way to the everyday guy you know father and son going out on a hunt like if people need to understand there's nothing better than documentation of a moment in time like i have this clip my dad turning on the camera with me with this big deer out 09 and i can pull it out and i can post it today as a memory like that stuff is there's you cannot put a value on that and so more guys as you know that's getting more popular i think you're just going to keep continue to see value in in the in what you're doing and what you're offering guys to to do like they need to hop on board document 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 have somebody follow you with that camera so you guys still got audio all right tanner your audio um, being a little here. is a little glitchy can you hear me now a little bit. Okay. Tell us about, okay, yes. you just no. went to Alaska. No. You just went to Alaska. Insane trip. Tell us about that. Yep. So, yes, Alaska. That was, I mean, I'm surprised I'm back here in North Dakota after that just because of the insane, like, the amount of experiences you get to learn up there. So, we went up to Alaska for a week, spent uh, a few days up in the small town of Seldovia doing some halibut fishing. Um, spent a couple days up in King Salmon, up on the Naknek River salmon fishing. And it's one of those things, like, you get so used to the stuff around here. You get used to the walleye fishing, the perch fishing, the pheasant hunting. But up there, it's like a whole new world. You step outside the door, and it's like there's everything from trout streams and the ocean and the mountains. And it's just, it was truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, we ended up catching, I think we caught about 20 or 30 halibut the uh, second day we were out. The first day wow. got to be a little rough. We were kind of bouncing around out in the ocean about 10 miles from shore, and everyone was kind of on the verge of, like, no one ever got seasick, but to that <laughs> point where it was uncomfortable, and everyone just decided to take a nap on the drive back in to kind of sleep it off. 
we got out the next morning and spent probably about six hours out there. And I mean, you know what it's like fishing with an ounce and a half bottom bunch. At, at times, like after two hours, you think, oh my gosh, it's getting a little heavier dragging this at a mile and a half hour. But up there, we're fishing with anywhere from three to five pound weight in 170 feet of water, jigging Crazy. it. And, and, and we were using electronic reels, which I'm like, at first I was like a little leery about it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? And after the first halibut, I'm like, I don't know how you do it without an electronic reel because you're reeling in from 200 feet, caught this thing called a skate that was probably six, seven feet wide. It looks like a stingray. And I caught three back to back. Uh, it probably took me the first one to reel in 35 minutes. The next one was like 20 minutes. I was completely spent after that for the day. They just drain you. And then we ended up doing a, a split trip. So like I said, we went to Saldovia and then King Salmon. And King Salmon is where we got to go uh, fish for the sockeye. And they were talking about up there how there's, in this river, half the world's sockeye salmon are caught. They estimate about 44 million salmon are caught in this river and another yeah. 40 or 50 million escape. And that's between commercial fishermen and sport fishermen like we were doing up there. And what we did was uh, basically you would take a little skiff john boat up the river from fish camp, go a few miles up the river, find a shoreline where there's a little bit of a slack current. And we okay. were using fly rods. And the cool thing about it was, so this river there, they don't allow a live bait. And so we're okay. fishing with a fly rod and a bear hook and a split shot. And they call it flossing. And it makes me think of like the floss dance, of course. So <laughs> you cast upstream, you let that um, split shot hit the bottom and your line is just kind of floating downstream like this. And you look down and you're in a foot of water standing there with waders and you just got sockeye salmon running across you like crazy, hundreds at a time. And you're hoping, because these salmon are plankton eaters, so as they're swimming upstream, their mouths are constantly doing this, eating the plankton. And you're hoping that your leader of your line, when you come across them, goes right into their mouth, and then when it hits that at the corner, the hook catches in. So you're technically snagging, but it's not as easy as it looks when there's, <coughs> excuse me, a couple hundred salmon coming by you, and the people with your, you're with are just catching fish left and right, and you're over there like, what am I doing wrong? I can't hook into a fish here at all. So we did that for two and a half days, which was absolutely amazing just to see that up there. And right. uh, the first morning, I will never forget my first stock I caught. Um, they were telling us about there was a brown bear with five cup, five cubs up there, which they're like is super rare. And they assume that she ended up taking on a couple of cubs of her own because they're like, I don't know if it's possible for even to have five. And right. as I'm hooked into my first salmon, the mom stands up about 50 yards across the river lets out this roar and her and her cubs are playing and walking down the shoreline. And so that was one of those experiences you'll Crazy. never forget. And the, the last photos. day of our trip, we went up to uh, Katmai National Park, which was one of the coolest places ever. They have the Brooks Falls up there, okay. which you probably have seen a few of the photos I've shared this last week on the yeah. uh, bears sitting up in the waterfall, grabbing the salmon that are jumping up there. Yep. And our guide was like, do you guys want to experience the trip of a lifetime? And, I was a little leery, but at first it, uh, he kind of worked us through it. But what he did is he dropped us off the waterfall there. And basically, we, we fished next to the brown bear, um, 30, 40 yards away with these 10, 11-foot brown bears. And we're catching rainbow trout. And up there, Heck there yeah. is so many salmon. Like I said, that 44 million, they don't have a care in the world. They're not fighting for food. They don't have competition. So they just have a rule up there where if you get within, a bear gets within 50 feet of you, you got to break your line because they see the fish flop and they assume, okay, free dinner. So we probably had a half a dozen yep. that morning that uh, 
we had to break off because it got a little close. But other than that, it was, I mean, you're catching a fish, you look over, and there's a brown bear eating a salmon 60 yards away from you. You're just like, and our guide looks at us and he goes, now, if this was in Anchorage or anywhere else, like, you should be running for the hills. But because of where we're at, it's one of the only places probably in the world that you can actually safely fish next to the animals without having to worry about yourself or them. And uh, the neat thing about that whole area is just how remote you really are. I mean, very little cell service. You're in the middle of nowhere. Float planes are about all you can do to get up there. Um, so it's just that was added to the fun of it. So, yeah, we ended up bringing back some halibut and salmon. And the smile on my face is still from that trip. Yeah, of course. You know, I got to experience a lot of your story already through your photos that you've posted. Where can people find, you know, a lot of these photos that you've already been posting? From the so trip. a lot of that stuff is, is going to be on my website, which is, so for Peak Productions, it's www.gopeakpro.com. Okay. And then I have Peak Productions LLC, like our Instagram page here, and then also on Facebook is where all that content will be found at. Okay. Awesome. So talk a little bit about Alaska. Are you going to post, do you have video story of any of that stuff coming out? I do. So the plan is I'm, I'm actually leaving here in two days to go to Canada to film up on Laxul for a, a father's yeah. son up there for a muskie and walleye fishing. And I've started okay. the Alaska video and I've got about half of it done. So the goal is next week to have the Alaska video out on Peak Productions website and um, social channels. Sweet. Okay. So everybody be looking for that. I can't wait to see that. Uh, it's, I'm excited. It's one of my favorite I've ever put together. How, uh, if you, if you can share, uh, is it a lot? Is it long form content? Is it short form content? A little bit of both? It, it'll be kind of more of a little bit of both, but it'll probably be, I'm going to guess about four to five minutes or so. Sweet. Just to, Sweet. Get, just to get the essence of the fish catches, um, just the beauty and scenery of it too, and also okay. like the story of getting there. So yeah, it's nice. going to be a fun one and got a lot of cool and unique things to make it uh, kind of come together. Awesome. Hey, thanks for jumping on there. Shred Times, appreciate it. Shredded Times, thanks, man. Um, so we're just talking a little bit about Tanner Turney. He is the owner of Peak Productions up in Bismarck, North Dakota. We were just talking about his journey to the outdoors and creating a, a career in the outdoors um, and his recent trip to Alaska and filming uh, that story that he's going to have coming out soon. He's taking off to Canada next week. Tanner, tell us a little bit about your annual mule deer trip that you're you kind of started this tradition now up in north dakota with a couple buddies yes uh, are, you do, are you doing that again this year we are you know both so you met kelvin and kelvin and i he kind of got me into the spot and stock meal they're hunting up here um you know we got the badlands in north dakota which are some of the most beautiful areas i mean for those of you that get to north dakota you have to get to the western part of it because that's where the true beauty is really at okay and about three years ago kelvin uh, took me out to the badlands and kind of showed me a little bit out there and I, ever since then, I've just gotten hooked. So we try to make a trip out there once a year. Um, two years ago, we were the crazy guys that were out there the last weekend of archery season, which would have been like January 5th, 6th. <laughs> Little chilly? Slept, it was. We slept in a 16-foot enclosed trailer. We had our cots and our four-wheelers. We had our yes. big buddy heaters going. And the first night, wouldn't you know, our heaters went out. And we both woke up in our noses. I mean, they weren't quite frostbite, but you felt like they were right there. Yeah. Um, so we did that, which was an absolutely amazing trip. The first time we were out there, we ended up in all in one day, we ran into the bighorn sheep, the elk, whitetails, and mule deer. Like everything you can see out in the Badlands, we saw that Saturday. And uh, we saw a ton of deer. 
never was able to close the deal on it, but you know how it goes with Mule Deer. You think you have them in the perfect spot, and right. one you didn't know was bedded 10 yards the other way is the one that spots you and spooks out. And so we setting up like that. Yep. So we, we did that two years ago. Um, last year, we went out for bow opener, which is usually over Labor Day weekend here in North Dakota. And okay. me, Kelvin, and his buddy Brandon spent uh, five days out there, went a day early and did some scouting. And uh, we had an absolute riot. We got within 11 yards the one day. Um, we actually came over this little knoll on this two deer that we thought were there, and they sure enough were right there. Um, so, of course, we drew straws, and this time it was not my turn. And we got up there, and the deer stood up after about 10 minutes of us getting up there, drawing back, letting go, drawing back, letting go. And Brandon was pretty excited, which I would have been in the same case too, and ended up shooting over him at like 25 yards which you know how hunting goes. So it happens. It happens. You put one foot in front of the other, but it was one of those where it was like 90 degrees, like it usually is in August, September. Right. And so you got that window of an hour or two in the morning and right before dusk and you hope you get them. And so, yeah, so Calvin and I are probably going to be going out there. September's looking a little crazy. So it's probably going to be closer to like December this year. But yep. uh, I, I always try to make it a point to get out there two to three times a year. I did my first solo hunt last year out there by myself. That, nice. was a, that was an interesting time. You get to learn a lot about yourself. And uh, <laughs> the biggest thing you take away from that is you have no one to rely on. Do I go to the next draw? Do I sit here? Do right. I completely pull camp and go another five miles down? What do I do? And How many so, days were you out on your own? Uh, three days. Three days and three nice. nights. Nice. That's and, awesome. Uh, that's, that's, when awesome. I kinda, that's when I started vlogging because of the fact that I needed someone to talk to while I was out there. So, of course, you yeah. don't have self-service, so I talked to myself. Yep. Yep. So... What, uh, do you have any, uh, can you, and I don't know if you can share this or not, do you have any other uh, film trips planned for the fall? You said September's pretty crazy. Yep. So I am uh, going up to Sheboygan, Wisconsin to do some salmon and walleye fishing filming up there. Okay. Um, hopefully a bow hunter too out in the Badlands. And then my dad's got a big hunt coming up in October, uh, end of October again, November. We're going back to Colorado for his elk hunt again. Elk so hunt, right? Get him, Yes. We were out there the last, this will be our third year out there. And hopefully this year, knock on wood, will be the year that he can seal the deal. And Heck I'll yeah. be right there with the camera to capture it. And I drew a North Dakota deer tag this year and just put in my antelope tag. So fingers crossed, we'll see how those all go. Yes. I mean, a lot of those things. And then, of course, uh, hoping to get a few good things in there with my dad and my dog Gage out pheasant hunting. Of course, yeah. That's always the extra bonus stuff right there. So you Absolutely. had a lot of awesome vlog footage of that last year, too, for anybody just trying to binge a little bit and catch up on a little bit of what you're doing. I'm really excited for this Alaska stuff for you to drop and the Canada trips. So sounds like you're, you're uh, cr getting crazy busy. Um, give us just a little insight, you know, for anybody. You know, one of the most common things I always hear is, hey, like, I, I want a job or I want to work in the outdoor industry. Um now, we can look at that in several different essences, but what would be your advice to somebody looking that has the dream of doing that? My, what would be your advice? My advice would be just to, there is no roadmap. I mean, I've had this conversation with many a people. Um, I've got a good friend of mine that runs, for those of you that like walleye fishing, um, Brett McComas has Target Walleye that he sends out bi-weekly emails on. And, you know, we've talked about this too. Like, you, you think of where you want to be, and you try to set up like a roadmap to get you there. And when you look back, nothing ever goes that way. It's the biggest thing in this industry would be, you know, getting a starting point, whether you're 
in a marketing company or you're in one of the industry companies like a fishing lure or tackle company or a gun company or even just a tourism destination. And this is basically networking. The more people in this industry that you meet, the more you realize everyone there has the ultimate goal of wanting everyone else to succeed too, not just yourself. But I mean, once I went out on my own, I had so many people that I've developed relationships with the last five years in the tourism industry that are like, what can we do to help? How can we help promote things and that? So my biggest thing would be networking and just, you know, going out of your way for other people and they're going to do the same for you and help get you to the right leads and right people to get you going. Right. I agree. And I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there uh, for guys. Like I, I really don't think they always see, they kind of see where guys are at right now, but they don't necessarily see that process and the years it took to get to where you're at to take a giant risk to go out on your own. They yeah. don't really realize like the risk you're taking, you know, you, you left a solid, very good job in the outdoor industry to go out and do your own thing in the outdoor industry. Um, and and it, it's like that for, I think a lot of people, they don't really realize, you know, the process and how many years it took you to, to build up to that point to actually leave and do that. And it's kind of the same thing with, with Run Gun or any other company, like, you know, I don't think people necessarily see that, hey, we've been at this for, for seven, eight years and we're nowhere near where we want to be. It's still that extra grind and that, that go and the goal setting and the yep. process. Um, but I think there's a lot of opportunity out there yet for guys who are looking to, um, and when I say guys, generic term, men and women, um, for me, I, I think there's, there's a ton of opportunity for people out there to still start their own side businesses or businesses to enter that outdoor industry or enter that field um, or even be able to um, do some part-time work for, for companies that, that are hiring in, in, in low hours to just get your foot in the door to like what you said, to actually be able to network. Because um, once you be able to start meeting more people and, and doing that, and, and I think the biggest thing too is every, so many people in the outdoor industry, when they're starting, they're always asking so much from other people um, in other companies where you don't have to have big name companies on board with you to make stuff happen. And actually, most of the time, communicating with a lot of these big name companies is a waste of time because they're getting asked, literally, they're getting 100 emails a day. And I think there's just yep. a lot of, in, in my experience, a lot of wasted energy in doing that and just watching people do that and making that mistake. Whereas if you were just to go brand yourself, brand your own company and focus on giving value to the, your, your viewership, your following, it'll come full circle where brands that you aspire to work with, you'll have the opportunity to work with them through you branding yourself or your company. That's exactly it. And it's just one of those things too, where you, you just never know who the next person next to you knows where maybe they have a new door for you to open up and that new opportunity that maybe you never had the chance to even fathom that it would work out that way. So yeah, exactly. don't think, too big, think small and just get your foot in the door and go above and beyond. And eventually it's all going to fall into place and kind of work itself through. Dude, it, it, you nailed it. Like what you said is just, I always, one of the things that we've always worked on since day one is giving more value than what somebody is paying us in or what we're doing work for is just trying to like, let's say somebody paid a thousand dollars for a sponsorship and commercial. We want to give them $3,000 worth of value or more than that. You know, if you're going to put a money number on it, um, it's just like what you're doing out filming, somebody pays you 
for a certain amount and they're expecting a value, you want to exceed that value and quality yep. and, and experience, you, whatever it is. Um, and that's just a big part like of giving. And when you when you give and you give and you give and you can actually truly give without an expectation back is when actually things that you didn't even think of seems to always come full circle and pay you back. It's always kind of neat that way. It's one of those one of those sayings I've always been told when I first started working in tourism, and it kind of sticks with me with a lot of things now is under promise and over deliver. Always, always. So first six months out on your own, dude. What's it's scary. Like? What's it like it's for scary. It is. It's scary because when you wake up in the morning, you're like, well, it's either I do it or it's not going to happen. And you just got to you got to get after it. And it's you you have no one to rely on except yourself. So it's it's great because of the opportunities you get to explore. And someone calls you and says, hey, can you be out here next week to come film this for us? Yes, you can do it. But then you could be sitting there for two or three weeks thinking, well, when's the next call going to come or who's the next person I'm going to try to reach out to? And see if I can't get something collaboration working or however it may work out. But no, it's been a, it's right. been great, but it's also, it's, it's not easy work. It's no, no it's, uh, it's long hours and it's sacrifice. <laughs> it's travel. It's tough, but I love how you are completely honest when you're like, it's scary. Um, I've dude, I've been working double time with owning a business, working full time there and working full time job for the last six, seven years. And finally at the end of May, decided, hey, uh, no more anything else, 100% all runs you guns. So we're on month three of uh, living the terrified life is what you just said, it's scary when you yeah. wake up. But it's funny what you say is like, it's scary, but you wake up and it's the best feeling in the world because it's all on you. It's either like, hey, I'm either good enough or I'm not. And yep. at, at this point, it's like, I love that challenge within myself to, um, hey, you're gonna go for it, you're good enough or you're not, and if you, you just you get to a point in your life where, you know, I thought I always thought I would get to a, a monetary number with run to gun that I get to before I could quit working over here as well. And I finally realized, like, as, as long as I'm giving energy over here to something just to pay the bills, I'm never going to reach that monetary number because it always changes. It could change year to year. And so finally, I just got to this point where I'm like, dude, I'm just done with this. If I would just give three months of my 80 hours a week that I'm already giving just to this versus 40, 40. What could you accomplish, you know? And so at some point, you just you just got to take the risk and go. And if you fail and you're not good enough, who cares? Like, you truly didn't fail if you fail, if you, yep. you get something out of it. And so it's just, I think part of it is just, you just can't care. You can't care what other people think. You can't care, if, you know, and if I mess up, what are other people going to think? You just, you got to get past that side of it and go for it. You're already 95% ahead of the rest of the people because the rest of the people are always thinking about making that plunge and they don't always necessarily take it. And like, there's a couple of podcasts I listen to and they always talk about, you know, what's the worst thing that happens if things go super south and turn sour real quick? Like you can always go get a job somewhere, which I don't ever want to think about because you know exactly. what? I don't want to have the mentality. I'm going to make it work. It's going to happen. But there's always something yep. to back up on. Dude, no, you're, that, that statement is 100% true because you literally can. You can always go get another job. Like you can leave your job. You can probably even go, if you're good at it, you can likely go back to it <laughs> if you leave yep. well. Like, there's a good chance you can go back to that or something very similar. And uh, there's, dude, you can go stock shelves at Walmart at night and get paid. It's 16 bucks an hour. Like, there's something out there you can go do. But at this point, it's like, just go take the risk. Just go do it. You, you know, and for, like, there's no better time. 
Yep. You truly got to want it and you got to be hungry for it. And then it'll, that'll happen. Yep. And like you said, it takes work because there's nobody else there doing it. You can't delegate your workload onto a coworker or a teammate or whatever you, whatever it's on yep. you, which it's, is pretty there's awesome. No, there's no sending an email saying, Hey, can you help me with this? I'm running out of time. It's like, well, I better work an extra hour now because I'm not going to be able to get this done in the next 20 minutes, but it needs to get done. Or yeah. you might have a client that's not happy or vice it just it it's all on you. Yep, exactly. I love it, dude. Well, hey, you have a ton of a ton of film to lay down this year of other people. You have your mule deer take, okay? You actually have two, right? You'll be archery and your rifle then? Yep. The rifle? Uh, my rifle's a white tail and then my archery will be either okay. or. So archery will be mule deer and rifle will be white tail. Okay, so you got two hunts of your own. Plus a little bit of the, the pheasant hunting that you and your dad and your dog Gage always do. And uh, anything else that you hope you're going to get besides your dad's elk hunt? That, but anything for you, anything else that you get to hunt? Um, depending on how the lottery goes, but I have five points in North Dakota this year for antelope. So I'll keep my fingers okay. crossed and maybe draw an antelope tag. Um, but those how's, are that look with five, how's that look with five points? It's, it's so up and down. I would say yeah. probably like a 40% chance. So yeah, I mean... You're saying there's not <laughs> terrible, yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, hopefully you can hopefully you can pull that. That'd make for a pretty sick year. You'd be uh, busy as heck from middle oh, of August all the way to end of December. It would be game on. Pedal to the metal. For sure, dude. You're gonna be so tired come come February. <laughs> but then there's ice fishing. I know, and then there's ice fishing, which is like that's that's man. Do you guys fish more than anybody I know? Like, it's, I, I love it, dude. Like, I can't wait to – me and my brother can't wait to get back up there. It's some of our oh, favorite time when we get to hang It's going to be a blast. I get, I actually get antsy if it's been, like, two or three weeks and I haven't been out of water because it's just one of those things that's in your blood. Like, you've got to get out there. And even if you don't get a fish or anything, that you're still out there and just enjoying it. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. 100% agree, man. 100% agree. Anything else you want to leave us with? Basically, just check my website out and the social channels because in the next, hopefully, six to seven months, there'll be some great content coming out of there. And, Perfect. you know, not only is it going to be people that I'm filming, but you get to experience what they're doing. Just like watching your show and seeing you guys out there, like, it puts me right into those steps. It makes me start thinking about, you know, getting my dad out in that hunt. Like, when I started out in New Mexico, um, it's just, that's what it's truly about and what I love to see. So... Hopefully, everything stars line. The next six months are going to be great, and there'll be a lot of really neat and exciting and uh, driven content to draw you guys in. Awesome, dude! I'm so make sure everybody check out Tanner Cherney. Uh, his 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 uh, Instagram handle is at uh, Peak Productions LLC, right? Yes, Am I right correct. On that, Tanner, and the website Perfect. will be GoPeakPro.com. GoPeakPro.com. Film hopefully dropping next week on Alaska. Hopefully that's enough. Get some people drawn in. And then uh, just watch for all this content over the next six months. You guys know how crazy September through January is for, for guys like us and uh, the amount of content that can be, can be popping. So a lot of fun stuff. Get you amped up. Keep you motivated. And uh, add Tanner Cherney, Peak Productions, uh, social channels to your watch list because I think it's gonna be well worth it. So, Tanner, we're gonna, I know we're gonna busy. have some exciting times. 
I know you're busy as heck, man. I appreciate you taking the time today to hey, jump on. Thanks for getting through our audio struggles here. No worries. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me on here. Yeah, we need to do it again, especially uh, we get midway through fall or something. We get uh, 30 minutes somewhere where we're just traveling or something. Let's jump on again, just catch up and talk about how our fall is going. And Absolutely. Keep Absolutely. the excitement going, my man. Absolutely. You too, Jordan. Looking forward to seeing what you guys crank out this fall. Dude, I'm excited. We're, we're weeks away. Weeks it's, away. I'm, it's, it's knocking uh, at the door. Training every night, training every day, archery. You got to get, get in the, it's like now it's not skipping the days in between. It's like you got to get a few reps in daily, even if it's only nine, 12 arrows. Yep. Because we got, uh, we got a lot of archery coming up here in the next few weeks. We're 34 days, 31 days away from New Mexico archery elk. We're less than that for a little bit of South Dakota archery. Man, it's I, am game just, time. I have a feeling it's going to be a challenging year, but one of those years that's just going to be like, just rock on memorable, man. Like I, I'm just super stoked. Positivity is, is up there. So I'm, I can't wait. I just can't wait to get more content out at a higher scale than we've ever done. Cause now we got, it's not, a pseudo 100% towards run the gun, it's a legit 100%. And you know how that goes, too. It's yep. like you're 100% your own. It's no, like, you thought you thought you were at 100% before, and now you're at 100%. And now like, you're running in all gears, and everything is straight that. Dude, it, and it's funny because it's like you can get less rest, but the energy is so much different. It so is. So much better. It's awesome. It just pumps me up. Pumps me up talking to guys like you. I just get jacked up. I'm, I'm glad you're one of my friends, man. I, I just too. I just want people to see your stuff because it's it's exciting, it's fun, and it's uh it's what everybody in the sense they they should they should experience having a guy come out like you and follow him and uh and document some great memories whether it's with by themselves whether it's with a family member whatever that is it's just well worth that document documentation those documenting those moments in time well worth it just do it reach out to tanner he's worth it so hey i appreciate the kind words jordan for sure dude stay in touch we'll be talking we um, will we'll, for sure we'll get this recorded and up on our youtube and our podcast you can check out um the run to and live beyond average podcast on all of all almost all major podcast platforms um so we'll get that hopefully up later tonight we'll get this all screen recorded and the audio up and going. So thank you, everybody, for jumping on with us. Thank you, Tanner. We'll talk soon, man. Thank you. See ya. See you later.